Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, friends. Dwight Beal here, and it is Monday, July 4. And you are listening to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, and I'm here with Ruben Rivera. Thanks for joining me again. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. This is um, a pleasure to me to be here again. Awesome. Yeah, we did yeah. this about a year ago, so this is the second time I've had Ruben as a guest. And just before I hit record, Ruben said, hey, this is July. This is my Pride Month. That's and I said, what does that mean? Yeah. So explain that to us. Yeah, I'm a um, one-year-old American. Congratulations, <laughs> last, brother. Last year I, I became American. Mm. And, um, well, just, just um, I'm very grateful for this country. Mm. And um, for it, God has given me the opportunity to be here to form a family. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's given me a spiritual family as well. So mm. I'm just grateful for that. Mm. Well, it's great to have you as part of the family, yeah. uh, as spiritual family. And yeah, you, you had a ceremony that uh, took place in the court system about yes. a year ago. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, it was different, a bunch of people there from different nations Okay. that we took the oath. Okay. And um, yeah, it was a very special day to me uh, after few years being here and mm -hmm. uh, uh, just uh, growing a family now. Mm -hmm. um, it was just a very special moment to become an American citizen. Mm. Well, yeah. for those that don't know, Ruben, give us a little refresher. What brought you to America in the first place? Uh, a Dutch girl. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I always say because that's that's the case. Yep. That's, that's true. And um, uh my wife, Joy, mm -hmm. she went to uh, Eagle College uh, for um, a period of time to, to teach English. Mm -hmm. um, we met through a common friend, and, well, she didn't want to stay in Mexico, so uh, we wrestled a little bit and said, well, I guess I, I, I prefer to be married in the state than single in Mexico. Uh, so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason I'm here. Right. Yeah. Now, did she speak any Spanish? Yeah, but no, no. Like, like she understood, but no, like, uh, like she speaks now. Uh, she is, she she say that that's not true, but I can uh, certify that mm. she speaks like like uh, Mexican, like mm. very fluent and with no American accent. Wow, so, that's impressive. It's impressive. So when you met and you fell in love, yeah, were you speaking in Spanish or uh, in English? Well, I would say hello, Wadita. <laughs> hello, <laughs> something. Yeah, yeah. I I could speak a little bit, but I couldn't have a, a, a long conversation without struggling. I still struggle sometimes. Uh, some words, or mm -hmm. some um, thoughts that, but. By then, I I didn't speak much English, and yeah, we struggle. We just, I guess, when when you're in love, you do anything to to make things possible. <laughs> yes, you do. 
And now you have, you just had your fourth kid? Uh, yes, three months ago. Actually, yes, three months ago. Uh, she was born in, in March 28th. Uh, Grace Elaine Esperanza. Mm. Uh, and then I have other three. Like My oldest is Joy. Uh, we call her Joycita, like mm-hmm. little Joyce. Mm-hmm. And she's almost six in October. She's turning six. Then Elias Paulino, she, he's... Um, Three years old and and three months, and then uh, James Ruben, which uh, he is one year eight nine months. Okay. Yeah, we are a family of with four kids. <laughs> so it was Elias who was born shortly after I started working. Yes, at and Richard I and Point. I have a picture with you in the hospital. Yes. You went to visit us there. Yep. Yep. Well, cool. Well, let's jump into today's Bible reading, and Reuben and I are going to take turns this week reading the scriptures, so uh, he uh, preferred that I read out of the prophet. Yes. (laughs) So today is Amos chapter 7, verses 7 to 17. So here we go. This is what he, meaning God, showed me. The Lord was standing by a wall that had been built true to plumb, with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord asked me, what do you see, Amos? A plumb line, I said. Then the Lord said, look, I am setting a plumb line among my people, Israel. I will spare them no longer. The high places of Isaac will be destroyed, and the sanctuaries of Israel will be ruined. With my sword, I will rise against the house of Jeroboam. Then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent a message to Jeroboam, king of Israel. Amos is raising a conspiracy against you in the very heart of Israel. The land cannot bear all his words. For this is what Amos is saying. Jeroboam will die by the sword, and Israel will surely go into exile, away from their native land. Then Amaziah said to Amos, get out, you seer. Go back to the land of Judah. Earn your bread there and do your prophesying there. Don't prophesy anymore at Bethel because this is the king's sanctuary and the temple of the kingdom. Amos answered Amaziah, I was neither a prophet nor a prophet's son, but I was a shepherd. And I also took care of sycamore trees. But the Lord took me from tending the flock and said to me, go prophesy to my people Israel. Now then, hear the word of the Lord. You say, do not prophesy against Israel and stop preaching against the house of Isaac. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. Your wife will become a prostitute in the city and your sons and daughters will fall by the sword. Your land will be measured and divided up and you yourself will die in a pagan country and Israel will certainly go into exile away from their native land. Wow. Yes. Not a real feel-good passage of Scripture today, huh? That's why I asked you to. <laughs> That's why you read asked me one. to read it? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I don't want to read that. I, I, I don't. Like, who wants to be confronted? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we see the Amos. Um, you pronounce it like Amos, right? I, I Amos. said Amos. Amos, but... okay. Amos. Very bold to speak without fear, mm-hmm. or maybe he he was afraid, but he did it anyway. Mm-hmm. 
and whatever God put in his heart, he he went and obeyed. Yeah. And I, to me, that's what grabbed my attention from this mm-hmm. pastor, that he said that he was just living, having a cool life. He was just a shepherd enjoying. and took care of trees. And chips, sheeps, um, animals, the flock, mm-hmm. yep. right? And then God spoke to him and said, you go and say this and prophesy. Yeah. He just obey, and mm-hmm. and that's that's very to me today right now. It's uh, uh, also a call to do that the same thing mm. uh, to speak God's word, to obey it, and um, to encourage others to do the same. So, uh, what 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 is in your heart with this scripture? What is in my heart? Yes. Oof. Well. Yes, along those same lines, I'm very impressed with Amos's courage and that he didn't see himself as a prophet earlier in his life, mm-hmm. probably didn't ever think that he would be in this kind of role, and then all of a sudden God called him. And so I think to myself, you know, we never know what God's going to call us to do either. Right. And my mom and dad were in their early 50s when God called them to be missionaries. Wow. And it was surprising, you know, but they went. And the call was very clear. And that's a whole story in and of itself that that uh, my mom could tell. But and I even think, Ruben, about a conversation you and I had last night in the parking mm-hmm. lot, uh, Monday night's we get together at Bruce's house. Uh, he's got a barn behind his house and a bunch yeah. of guys gather there and we we talk about God and scripture and, and difficult cultural issues and how do we navigate those things together. It's, it's great. And just before I got in my car, do you mind me sharing? I don't mind. You okay. go ahead. I sh- yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ruben was just saying, hey, I, I just hope that uh, God will call me into some form of ministry someday, right? Yeah. And you would love to do f- missions and right. uh, travel. And s- Can you say more about that? Yeah, well, um, uh, what I was referring is that um, you asked me, what's your, what are you looking for a job? And I said, well, if you ask me, then uh, this is what I would love to do, mm. um, to encourage people to follow God's word, uh, to disciple others. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe that could be in a ministry or, or mm-hmm. somewhere else, but I love missions. I'm always thinking of that. I'm praying for people. I support some people mm-hmm. um, sometimes. And um, that's where my heart is. is. So I'm, I'm just getting ready for whatever God has. So when you us. were living in Mexico, before yeah. you met Joy... Did you have this in your mind or in your heart at all that you would want to do missions someday? Um, yes, yes. Um, and that was because um, I saw some missionaries going to to where I lived. And I just um, got my attention, like how mm. these people like came to this place and just share the love of God. Yeah. Uh, to teach us the scripture. And... Um, it was just really cool to me to see as a child, and that was in my mind the whole. It's been since then. Mm-hmm. 
That's cool. Well, there's something else that caught my attention, and we talked about it a little before we hit record here, but God said that he is, let's see. Uh, this is what he showed me. The Lord was standing by a wall that had been built true to plumb mm-hmm. with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord asked me, what do you see? And Amos said, I see a plumb line. And God says, see, I'm setting a plumb line among my people, Israel. I'll spare them no longer. It's an interesting metaphor, isn't it? But it's a device that was used in construction in the ancient world where you just take a string and it's got a rock at the end of it that's pointy at the bottom. And when gravity pulls the, the rock down, you just hold the, the string up high and it just shows you a perfectly straight line up and down. And that's, you. if you're going to build a wall, you build it next to the plumb line. Right. Right? So uh, when God says, I am setting a plumb line, basically he's saying, I'm laying down the standard of what is true mm-hmm. and what is right and what is straight. And Israel is not going to measure up very well. And neither we do. We will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, like, I can see that like in today's culture that we want to define whatever is good and whatever is bad. Depending on how we feel about it, right? Yes, yes. Uh, there's a, an author that I like a lot, uh, Natasha Crane. He, she just got a, a book out that is um, faithfully different, which I recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, she said that today's guide is our feelings. Mm-hmm. The greatest sin is judgment. So you just, just don't judge me. Right. <laughs> and, um, and that's right. Like uh, people, once they want to decide, we want to decide um, what is right and what is wrong. The other day I was um, listening to uh, Kevin Crawford when uh, he was talking about he is um, sometimes uh, confronted with uh, the scripture and that he doesn't like. Sometimes the, what the scriptures have to say because that's human nature. Mm-hmm. We want to rebel against God, and we want to say what is right according to our convenience, or because we just want to get our way. And um, today's cultures, that's a vivid example of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can talk about any topic like abortion, like homosexuality. And same same sex marriage. I guess that's the topics that today's culture has in everything, mm. and since from politics to the sports, even in the church. And God says, "Well, no, that I have a standard, and I guess uh, that would be the the true plumb line. Mm-hmm. And we are like the king." Uh, of Israel, don't prophesy that. Don't say that. Right. You don't have to tell me what what is right or what is wrong. And um, I think we have we all have a call, like uh, Amos, hmm. to speak what God said and to obey His word. And that that's hard to do because it's never popular. It's never popular. It's it's not. 
it doesn't feel good to tell others what the word God says. To tell us in the mirror, you know, I'm wrong. Um, I, we need to be bold. Mm. And, and we need to first to learn uh, what is true mm-hmm. according to God's standard. And I think the the morality is is the the uh, what some some someone will call the elephant in the room mm-hmm. morality. Um, that that's been like relativism is uh, being a big damage in society and now in the church. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable that uh, now in the church in of Christ is just everywhere. Well. That's that's how you interpret the Bible, and that's how I interpret it this way. Well, they, the author didn't really mean to say that. Well, that was their culture, but it's not. Well, we have a lot of excuses to say, and and to justify our acts. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to stand up like Amos, the prophet, or the shepherd, <laughs> whatever we are in, in any area in society, and. Be humbled and obedient to God, hmm. because that's who He is. The one that we are going to give account mm-hmm. or everything, and and I see that in Amos, very bold guy. Yeah, and uh, I'm. I guess that he probably f- felt like afraid. Um, it doesn't say it in the Bible that, but I could remind, <laughs> and mm-hmm. and. I guess that's that's our call today in church mm. to, uh, to people that consider themselves Christians. Yeah, and it's tough to take stands like that, especially if you feel alone. But as a community, that's why it's so important for us to constantly open up the Word, because mm-hmm. God's Word is our plumb line. Right. It shows us what's straight up and what's straight down. Yes. You know, and it divides truth from lie and regardless of what culture we're living in. And, and it's a lot easier to do that in community. Right. Uh, it's is why I need you, Ruben. That's why you need me. That's <laughs> yes, why need we need it. We need the guys that are at the barn, you know, yes. last night talking this stuff through, hashing right. this stuff through. What does it look like to be faithful followers of Jesus yes. in 2022? Cause right. it's getting, it's getting more difficult. And it will be worse. I believe so. Yeah. So, friends, we got to wrap up this episode, but may you and may we all uh, have the courage, like yeah. Amos, who was just a normal guy. He was just a shepherd. Just a normal one. He was just a tended, tender of sycamore trees. Just like him, may we have the courage to, to open up the word and say, God, this is our plumb line, and give us the courage to live it out and to speak it out graciously when God tells us to. Right. Amen. Uh, God bless you. See you tomorrow. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.